Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everyone, and welcome back to The Shit Show, where we're here to give you the news, give you some lols, <laughs> give you a fucking headache, by the way. Of... I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that wake up, please. <laughs> um, I'm joined, as always, or actually not as always, but as mostly, by Squish. Squish. How the hell are you? Bit rainy, isn't it? Bit rainy. Now, we'll get to that. <laughs> Ruby, cut my weed out. <laughs> you're like that little, um, like that toy off Toy Story where you squeeze it. I suppose it's a real toy as well, the wee pig. <laughs> <laughs> the wee pig. I am like a little porky pig. No, Ruby. Ruby, Ruby you've got a lot of work cut out for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is unhinged from the get-go. Yes, Squish, have had a bit of rain. Everyone, you already know, I live up in Auckland. Squish lives in Blenheim. Squish, was there rain where you were? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously not to the same extent as Auckland. But yes, no, we've we've had we've had rain, and it's not good for the grapes. Oh, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna bank the weather chat. Yep, because park it up. We actually have proper weather chat to have. But for now, Squish, weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week. Well, we might just have to go back to weather chat just for a little bit, because um, my my weirdest my weirdest thing is kind of weather adjacent, um, and it's sort sounds of, like you said weirdest thing. Well, it kind of is. Um, I imagine it was <laughs> fairly soggy, um, and it, it, it kind of harks back to another. I don't know if it was a weirdest thing or a good news story that I had about the cow floating down the river. Well, another cow has floated down another river. This time it was in the Bay of Plenty. A cow swept away in. The, did I say car or cow? It sounded like you I said, said car. <laughs> well, it was a car, not a car. But a car probably did get swept away. <laughs> so basically, in the Bay of Plenty, a cow was swept away in the floods. Uh, it got carried by this I know, river of water all the way to the town centre. It was chased by a woman for an hour. It raced through the streets before finally stopping at its eatery of choice, KFC. <laughs> so this is this is a quote from the lady. Four cows came through the water under the bridge on Raymond Avenue at such speed it was something else. It was actually terrifying to watch. These cows must have been hauling ass. That's my quote, not hers. They must have been going fucking quick if it was terrifying to watch. Um, They managed to get out of the water behind my house and three of them stayed there, but one got separated, so I ran after it. She ran after this cow for an hour. Legendary, like I do not have the fitness to even go for two minutes. Oh, nor the motivation. <laughs> no. I mean, so, shout out to her, so but it wasn't her cow, really. Yeah, and 
in future, if this happens, just hit up your nearest KFC and just say, work smarter, not harder. Nick, my weirdest thing is, it's not from the internet, but I saw it last night, Ribs and I went to a movie, and the the trailer beforehand was just something that was so squish-coded that I had to fucking bring it here. And there's a trailer for a movie called Cocaine Beer. What about that? It's squish-coated. Just the beer? <laughs> well, it was just like, yeah, it was the beer. It was because you always talk about beer. And, and who do we love? Hank the Tank. Hank the Tank. Um, have you not seen Have you not seen the trailer for that? No. And is it based on a true story? Apparently it's based on a true story. Yeah. Well, And basically, everyone, this beer eats all this cocaine and goes crazy and like... By the looks of the trailer, I'm only talking about the fictional depiction here. He kills a few people. He, like, climbs trees really fast. He chases an ambulance and runs and jumps into the back. I think that's fake. (laughs) Um, But basically, it was just hilarious. There's there's a whole movie. I swear they must have run out of ideas for movies because there's a whole movie called Cocaine Beer. It's giving real Sharknado energy. (gasps) Yes, I literally turned to Ruby and said, remember when we went to watch Shark Night and we were the only ones in the theatre? Like, it was giving crappy animal movie, but cocaine beer, so. Like Stuart Little. Oh, that was not crappy. Do you see the memes? It's like Stuart Little found dead in New York City and it's just a There's actually kind of a news story that I just remembered, but it's kind of fucked up. Basically, they injected human brain into mouse mices, and now the now the little mice are smart and they can do mazes faster. They injected human brain. Look, I didn't really read the article properly, but that's sort of the gist of it. Yeah, I'm sure it was probably a little bit more scientific than that. I know. I'm obsessed that we come on every week, and everyone, this is a news commentary podcast it's not yeah we got we got third in the country for this it's not breaking news and the nick getting on and saying they injected human brain into a mouse and and that's the gist of it i guess (laughs) yeah all right so i don't recommend going and injecting just doing that by yourself extracting some of your brain and second of all oh yeah look you'd you'd probably use someone else's wouldn't you like you wouldn't (laughs) use yourself anyway Squish, something we do know about is the flooding in Auckland, which we're going to start off by talking about today. Nick, you're going to you're gonna talk about how it was handled by those in charge. By Brownie, yeah. By, by Wayne Brown. But just, just for anyone that hasn't seen it, maybe on our Instagram or on the news or whatever, first of all, Nick... How weird was it? Well, it was weird for me. Like, often, unfortunately, we post about huge floodings going on around the world. But then it felt really weird to be waking up on Saturday morning and, like, making a post about literally the road outside my house with cars underwater mm. and and seeing the same reaction, obviously, as we always get. But it was literally so close to home. Like, literally outside my fucking house like shit was underwater anyway so Auckland had some pretty major flash flooding I saw a photo of Liv's car or a video of Liv's car it was a um a river of water coming down the street and a road cone had f- floated down the street 
hit the front of Liv's car, stuck there, and the water was going up over the cone, and the cone was pushing all the water up over yeah. her car. I was like, oh my god. And, and Ruby has a tiny car, and she had to move it, and like, she moved it into this, oh, there was a huge puddle, and like, for a split second, the like, battery like, oh, shone god. on, and like, it looked like the car was like... Short-circuiting, but she was fine. So anyway, on Friday, we had really, really fucking bad rain, but nothing that screamed flash flooding or, like, you know, we didn't expect something like this to happen. So we tried to go, we were going camping, like, in the Coromandel, like, two and a half hours away. So we left at, like, 5 p.m. thinking we could still get there. Like, we literally left... And it was quite, it was sort of normal. It was before the flash flooding. Maybe we left at four thirty, five, whatever. And then we got an hour and a half away or two hours away to a place called Thames and then saw all around us the roads were actually closed. And then we were getting updates from Auckland like flooding here, flooding here, houses underwater, buses underwater, motorways underwater, Alton John show cancelled, evacuation city. And we were like, holy fuck. So we were stuck in Thames and we were like, we just have to go home because the road we needed to get on to go on holiday closed and potentially washed away. So then we drove home, Nick. And this is like, we're very lucky because when we got home, our house was fine. Our cars were fine. The only sort of part for us that was annoying was we literally we drove the two hours home or whatever got on the motorway we were 20 minutes away from home and then because it was going from four lanes down to one because like the other lanes had flooded on the motorway then it went like 20 minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes 50 minutes an hour like we were just sitting there and it ended up taking like hours for us to get home obviously on this fucking flooded motorway but luckily we got off before um, having to enter into any of the major flooding. But squish, I mean, you saw the videos. Like, there were so many parts of Auckland just fully underwater. So many people's houses were fucked. I mean, it was one of the the all-time great, like, sitting at home on a Friday afternoon scrolling Twitter. It was just incredible. Not in a, not in a oh, my God, that's awesome. Like, incredible is yeah. like, this is just shocking incredible like yes scenes like biggest rainfall day we've ever had for context it was 300 millimeters at auckland airport or 350 which was underwater yeah again yeah yeah um a plane tried to land and it took out all the runway lights uh like an action movie like boom 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 yeah 300 millimeters of rain blows the daily record um out of the water excuse the pun by like a hundred and something mils um and it came down in six hours rather than 24 yeah no it was it was insane and it's it hasn't been without like casualties and actually people have died as well from Mm. these floods so it's been not just like oh wow the airport's underwater like so many people have been fucked over by this flooding and then nick last or two nights ago we had it again and and so like I went to drive to work and I was literally driving through water like when I would drive it would be splashing up over my bonnet oh Jesus Lucy probably should have done that no I know I didn't realize it was gonna be like that it's just this one point on this street right outside me that must be really low but like me and Flo went for a walk the morning after and just 
it was giving real lockdown vibes. Like everyone, um, all the neighborhoods had like rallied together to help. There was a lot of like um, people that had electronic gates and the gates like short circuited so that they could open up. And Nick, so many houses, like even just people from the office that I, I work in, one of the amazing illustrators, Toby Morris, he... He his studio got flooded, and and Duncan, you all know Duncan, his basement. You know there was like so much water in his basement, and then when it when it rained again, Toby's studio got flooded again. Like after he'd just done all the cleanup, like obviously he's moved all the stuff, but you got to clean it all out again. And just, mm. I don't know, it just did cause absolute mayhem, like we've never seen it. And the fact that it happened so quickly at five p.m., you know, just as yeah. everyone sort of knocking off work maybe there could have been a little bit of communication from the Auckland Council about this but we'll get into that later we are I will say um to the people listening like we are still in a state of emergency right now the schools have all been like they were meant to go back last week from um some holidays and they've been told in a kind of poor communication way that they have to not open for another week like it's just put it's just every everything's just cray but I will say that the emergency workers and the people that are actually dealing with all the flooding and shit like they got rid of most of the roads you could drive on again like literally the next day they did such a fucking good job but Nick some people maybe didn't do so much of a good job and maybe you could let us know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one person in particular. Yeah. Um, so if you're in New Zealand, you would have heard probably a little bit about Wayne Brown. And I felt a little bit bad for Wayne writing this. Like, I felt like all I was doing was dunking on him and not giving a proper chance. Um, but then I had to think about it, and he signed up for the job. Like, he campaigned for it. He got 180,000 votes, which for a city of one and a half million isn't really that many, you'd have to say. But anyway. <laughs> it's not giving majority if we all voted. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe it's a um, a wake-up call for local body elections, but anyway. And I thought, like, a job as important as this deserves, like, a little bit of scrutiny. And then I had another think about it, and I couldn't actually think of a thing that he has done right this whole time. So uh, it seems as if every time I open Twitter, he's decided to say something else stupid, so he kind of deserves it. So he's the mayor, everyone. I don't know if we've actually said that. Yeah, yeah. So he was elected mayor of Auckland last year. And throughout this whole debacle, he's kind of been, like, the main character... As you would expect the mayor to be the, the face of the response, you know, coming on the news and, and sort of giving the, the Bob Parker, Christchurch sort of yeah. energy, but he hasn't been doing that. Um, he was elected under the impression that he was Mr. Fix-It and he was going to fix Auckland for all of his suburban buddies, so i.e. get rid of all the pesky cycle lanes um, and all the buses that are, that are taking up all the room for cars, among other backwards policies. Since the beginning of his time... At the top, there have been reports from inside the Auckland City Council that he's been kind of asleep at the wheel. Um, he announced pretty early on that he wasn't going to work weekends. Um, he was going to start at 8.30 and finish at 4.30, you know. He's 76 years old. And he's only he's only fulfilled two out of 108 media requests until the start of the flooding on Friday. So the, he doesn't like an interview. Asleep <laughs> sure. at the wheel is like a, a great way, I think, of describing him i mean when you put him when communication is like one of the biggest parts of your job and you're doing two out of over 100 media requests yeah i mean essentially that's 
all the man needs to do, right? Like, yeah. Be there in a time of crisis. Look at Jacinda. Fucking take a notepad and look. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We could go down there, rabbit hole, if you want to. One of the biggest criticisms I see from of Jacinda from the the vocal haters was that, oh yeah, all she is is a good communicator. Okay, well look what happens when you don't have a good communicator. Yeah. This. So this radio silence um, came to a heat on Friday afternoon while floodwaters were ravaging the city Friday evening, um, forcing many families out of their homes, and you know many more people looking for answers, of which the mayor didn't really seem that interested in providing. So, of course, people were pretty pissed about all this, um, yeah. especially on especially on Twitter, um, as you can imagine. Didn't really like him to begin with, and then, and then- of course, this happened. <laughs> yeah. So the media drongos the next day came in hard at a joint press conference with Wayne and our new PM. Um, it started off okay, but, the, um, of course, when it came time for questions, the Prime Minister stepped, to, stepped aside because course everyone just wanted to ask about Wayne um and he launched into what can only really be described as a verbal fight with the media he was sort of yelling and Jesus um, yeah uh by the end of it he had to get dragged off by his deputy which again isn't that good of a look not good vibes what did he say oh what we really need to happen is for the rain to just stop yeah that was that was at about 5 30 p.m with um on rnz it's like okay genius um Okay, you just go up there and, and tell a big man upstairs to turn the taps off, will you? Yeah. <laughs> pump pump the brakes on the rain a little bit, would you? Any other person, I guess, loose like me or you, would have learnt from this and carried on normally. Like, really, all it takes is a nice statement saying, oh, we'll learn, which, to be fair, he did do. Um, someone else probably wrote it. And ironically, he should have just stopped running his mouth so much. You know, the best mm. thing he could have done was stop talking when the worst thing he was doing was not talking. But the arrogance of an entitled old white man cannot be measured on instruments that we have available to us so he's decided to double down i guess we don't have all morning so i'm just going to list a few of his greatest hits since friday you would have heard about this and i suppose we count as some of these drongos um he called the media yeah drongos in a text sent to his tennis group called the grumpy old men uh they play at the west end lawn tennis club in westmere he said that with an excuse as to why he couldn't play tennis on sunday um there was a bit going on. The Herald asked Brown to comment, saying a story was to be written on this message thread, and he just responded by text message saying, please don't, which, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so that's a, such a bad... That is such bad comms training, like to reply with your comment saying, please don't, knowing it's going to be used as yeah. a comment. It was just like throwing more shit on the fire earlier. Oh <laughs> please don't. Um, so the next day he rang the Herald and he forgot, I don't know, maybe he forgot to say that this was all off the record. Uh, he told them not to fuck him over and then went on a Trump style rant about how he got the most votes. Uh, he said, and this is a quote, I'm the mayor for three years and there's nothing you can do about it. And then tried to bribe the journalist by saying, you know, everything's a deal and 
if you write, pro quo, pro, if you write shit about me, I won't give you any more stories in the next couple of years. It's a, it's oh my god, Nick! I didn't even know this man. He complained about media attention given to members of the All Blacks. Um, now, if you want to keep people on your side in New Zealand, uh, you do you not. do not talk shit about the All Blacks. So they turned up to help in Mangare on Monday, uh, one of the hardest hit areas um, of Auckland. He said that they were just there unloading a few boxes and Brown said the media would fly through the blitz to kiss their ass. Sorry, Wayne. Have you picked up a single fucking box or a drop of water or anything? Now, I don't know. It's it's like, even if you hate the media, even if it's just it's a, a vessel to push your narrative, whether you like it or not, it's like kind of important. And when you totally declare war on them, it's like, especially... Oh. When getting dunked on is like getting mad clicks, like exactly what we're doing here. It's just going to self-perpetuate and get worse, right? The the one good thing that might come out of this, which it certainly has for me, even though I did vote, not for him, not that I had to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> just, just to set the record. It's like that it actually is important to like care about who's in charge. It shouldn't take an extreme weather event like this. However... With a little thing called the climate doing a little thing called changing, unfortunately, we might be seeing more of this type of thing in our own backyard. I know we've been seeing it across the world. It's now really like hit home here, hopefully for a lot of people, that this is real and that it's going to be something that leaders have to take into consideration. And maybe we should vote with that in mind and vote, period. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Another old white former CEO, our general election is coming up and there is a certain white former CEO that's looking... Battle of the two Chris's. Yeah. I'm talking about Chris Luxon, by the way, um, yeah. rather than the other Chris who seems rather to be... Rather than Chippy. Other than Chippy, who seems to be doing a relatively Nick, good job. I need to tell you, Flo's mum texted Flo saying that she listened to the shit show and she said, I really liked what Squish said... Um, oh, that's good. Chippy seems like a good unit. And then um, <laughs> she said she was going to start using that line. And she called you Squish in the text. It was <laughs> really cute. More people call me Squish than you'd think. No, I love that Squish is your alter ego. On oh, I, can't, I can't wait to come to Auckland and just have you know my throngs of fans coming, <laughs> calling me call oh, me squish unfortunately i don't know what you look uh, like so you're just gonna probably have to talk really fortunate well. <laughs> for everybody to be fair anyway so that's our wino and the flooding and i will say as of right now as i'm recording it's like been the first morning of like touch wood no rain that i can see yeah hashtag, hashtag weather check cloudy and blenheim i can see a little bit of blue sky peeking through cloudy here now, team, I wish I had a, a better story to talk to you about but unfortunately it Sort of feels like we're back in 2020 with the tone of this story, Nick. <laughs> I just thought that we should talk a little bit about Tyree Nichols. Have yep. you heard about what's been going on with him in this incident? Yes. Yeah, I have. Um, Not fucking good, like, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, what can you say? What can you say? So, and because I kind of sat with this for a while thinking, what can I actually add that's meaningful or necessary mm. and... I mean, because we have these platforms, usually the best thing we can add is just making sure people know about it. Like, we don't need to be having hot takes, especially with this one. It's a pretty obvious right and wrong. I was going to say, like, what sort of hot take 
Absolutely. Do you need? Could we even have? Yeah. So um, for those that might have missed it or that just want a bit more context, Tyree Nichols was a 29-year-old black man from Memphis. He died after being pulled over at a traffic stop. Now, it is not actually known why he was pulled over. The police in the initial report said erratically driving, um, but when video footage was released, it actually started after he was pulled over, so we can't confirm that. Um, And then after police pulled him over, things escalated into a brutal beating, which resulted in his death on the 10th of January. And so after... There was like initial reporting that this was just a confrontation and, you know, unfortunately you have another black man dead at the hands of the police. But then video footage was released to the public, um, which is a good thing that it was released, but I will say I haven't watched it and like I think across the board, you don't have to watch this. You can read about it. Like, you don't need to be watching. Mm. For the sake of his family, for the sake of him, you don't need to watch the footage. There's, like, over an hour of it. Um, good that it exists for accountability, but, yeah, just you you don't need to go and watch that. So many people say, like, we shouldn't be having to relive or witness or share or like or whatever, like, black trauma for it to be getting you know, us talking about it or, or for, for people to care about it. But obviously we have journalists at work at like the New York Times or BBC or whatever, and it is their jobs to make sense of that. And they do a great job at it. So I, I really did um, draw from them. Um, so yeah, about an hour of footage showed what actually went on. Officers say that they did not film the entire encounter, encounter um, but after they'd already pulled him over, and he got out of the car, back up, arrived at the scene. Like, again, just... Anyway, like, why they needed all of this, why they did all of this for someone driving erratically. Um, anyway, so the officers tased Tyree Nichols. He frees himself. He ran away from the officers. And then after a brief chase, they pepper sprayed him. And then they started beating him, kicking him in the head, beating him with a baton... Um, punching him, restraining him. Um, they, I don't know. They they were just very brutal with him. And then, like, they just left him for about 20 minutes, slumped against um, the side of a car. And, and it took emergency workers so long to tend to him. Like, he was there for so long. At one point, he, he was about 100 metres from his mum's house. And he... Again, just like we saw with George Floyd, called out for his mum. The only thing that makes it maybe not like what we've seen before, Nick, is that it was five black police officers. Well, this was what the report said at the start. It was five black police officers who um, carried this out. They were part of something called the Scorpion Unit, which has now been disbanded. Um, and, And these five police officers have since been fired and charged with second-degree murder, aggravated assault, aggravated kidnapping, official misconduct, and official oppression. And if found guilty, they face up to 60 years in prison just for that second-degree murder charge alone. And then a few days later, it was announced that there was actually another officer who was there, a white officer named Preston Hempfill, who wasn't 
who wasn't charged with any of these things. He wasn't even suspended at the start. He was just placed on desk duty, like, right after the attack, and then was later suspended because he was seen in footage, like, using a stun gun on Tyree. And there has been a little bit of questioning um, and a little bit of backlash as to why the narrative was around these five black police officers and this one white police officer was just put on desk duty and... You know, whether that's because he had a different role in all of this, um, you know, he, he maybe was less evident in the videos or whatever. It's just, it, it is an, an interesting and a, and a bit more of a confusing one when you look at how this was dealt with and that it was five black police officers. I think it sort of highlights just how institutionally racist the, the US police department actually is, right? Like, it's it's not just... It's not just white officers. Yeah, I saw a lot of commentary being like, um, when we were calling for for defunding the police or, you know, out against police brutality, like, we weren't just talking about the white cops. It's, it's sort of the institution. And in Memphis, I listened to a really good episode of The Daily on this, and I would encourage you all to listen to it as well. The majority of that area is black. They tried, it's like shown to be good police protocol to sort of, match the demographics with the police who are dealing with who are dealing with them so they have a a higher rate they have a higher number of black police officers as well obviously that doesn't solve the problem that was one thing that had been proven to be better but obviously that's not the not the solve and there's no textbook solve for like institutional racism and and institutional i don't know how fucking bad the cops are over in the u.s to be blunt um, I will just quickly say, um, Tyree, what his what he, his parents want um, to remember him for. Oh my god, fucking hell! Um, Tyree, when his parents were, when his mum and his stepdad have been talking about him, they want everyone to sort of remember that, like, he leaves behind a four year old son. He is in a community of skateboarders and friends he's from sacramento he loved photography on the night that he was stopped and beaten he was just driving home from a night taking photos of the sky at a local park like it's just like when you humanize it like that like his parents want him to be humanized which he should be it's just so just fucked and yeah he was just trying to get home he was just trying to get home so Anyway, to finish off, as always, we have a good news story, and this is a very quick and, I don't know, maybe not everyone in the world will think this is a good news story, but this is one that's incredibly biased um, for our audience, definitely. They all think this is good, but the controversial influencer, Andrew Tate, will remain in custody for at least another month because his appeal against his detention was rejected. So Mans wanted to get out, wasn't allowed. For anyone that doesn't remember, Andrew Tate and his brother Tristan were arrested last month on suspicion of human trafficking, rape, and forming an organized crime group. The reason this is good news is obviously because they're just um, locked up, locked away for another month, can't get on socials and radicalize young men. Haven't seen a lot of... uh... A lot of Andrew Tate on the timeline lately, so that's uh, that's good news. So yeah, no more no more Andrew Tate for at oh, least another month. I've got yeah. another good news. See you tomorrow. 
Nick, we had so many people wanting us to look for the Waiheke Island sausager when we go over there. <laughs> Don't worry. It. I'm getting my little Sherlock Holmes notebook. I've got my little cap and my pipe and I'm coming That's- over it. <laughs> That's fucking funny. We also have a lot of people that have invited us to like where they work and, and asked, someone asked if we needed picked up from the ferry. Like oh, you are all God. so cute, seriously. Um, so if you hear these two voices over on Waiheke, feel like we'll probably get louder as we get a bit more wine. Oh, you definitely will. That's that's, <laughs> that's a non-negotiable. Given it's a non-negotiable. We might bring the podcast mic over with us and get some content. Oh, should we do a? Uh, that would be funny, but also admin. Also, we're not here to work twenty-four-seven. Boundaries. <laughs> Life <laughs> um, is not just a giant content creation device. <laughs> no. Oh God, preach that. Um, so anyway, I'm going to see Nick tomorrow. You're all going to see him over on the Shit Show podcast. You're all going to hear us next week on the Shit Show again. You're all going to read the daily newsletter. Yeah. And you're all going to fucking enjoy it. <laughs> and you're all going to fucking love it, even when I'm hungover and it's not good. Um, but as always, team, thanks for thanks for sitting through another one of our chaotic a half-informed, half-misinformed podcasts. Yeah, thank, th- thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for sticking with us, and we will rebuild. <laughs> Is that in bad taste? <laughs> What's that, in pinch white brown? No. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Stay dry. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.